Good people of Los Angeles, tonight on the FCFC pod, we welcome the third president and vice president combo in LAFC history, the 3252 history. That's right. We've got Casey. We've got Sue. They're on the pod. They're talking their talk. They're walking their walk. Visions get discussed. Future gets hypothesized. We drink a tea that uh, causes controversy. That's very delicious. But I was trying to let my anger out about it, so it got a little off the rails. Uh, we're having a great time here with these guys. So happy they came over. Um, good friends of ours, and couldn't be in the better hands for the thirty-two fifty-two going forward. Uh, Slim, you want to hit these guys with the warning? Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the backyard. My dog is a psycho. There are cars driving by, ice cream trucks driving by at nine p.m. We just missed a pendulum, say guy. I don't know if we heard a helicopter. Same profanity you always hear. Y'all know what it is. If you're around children or at work and shouldn't be listening to profanity, it's probably a good time to stop listening. And also, sometimes I'm not very good at using the uh, this new setup yet. So if the levels are off, Penis. I take responsibility. That's a lot of nuts. That's a lot of nuts. FCFC. Welcome to the FCFC pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. It's your favorite Korean fat boy, Slim. To my left is the sexy one, the Spice. Spice! <laughs> to my right, as per usual, is the bearded one, Mr. Pleated himself. Spice! <laughs> the Dweez. And tonight, we have two very special guests. A um, pa- Passing of the guard, is that how you would say yeah, it? Yeah, oh, you know? Um, you know one of these guests. She's been here before. We uh, we gave her the nickname that she so proudly goes by now. We got the Tiger Bay. Sue Lee is in the backyard this evening. <laughs> Real enthusiastic. <laughs> that was great. And we have... Our buffest capo. Mm. <laughs> um, he, if we made like a an Asian Latino version of like Terminator, mm. I think he would be casted as the the bad guy, the, the liquid metal guy. Liquid uh, metal guy. Yeah, um, and I mean he doesn't know this, but we were talking about it before he got here that he does have a, a nickname <laughs> that that is treasured in the North End that he doesn't know about. We have. Pidgeot, <laughs> a.k.a. Casey Garcia in the backyard this evening. How you doing, Casey? What's going on, man? Oh, man. Pidgeot, cheers, that's a new one. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. It's my water. Oh, I thought it was Pidgeotto. It, it is Pidgeotto, but then, like, you know, Casey's hair matches better with Pidgeot, and Pidgeot kind of looks a little cooler. Yeah, Pidgeot's Pidgeotto rolls off the tongue better. I'll take that. Pidgeot, Pidgeot or Pidgeotto? Pidgeotto sounds more Italian. That makes sense with you. 
Well, Dweez, kick, kick it off as you usually would. I, I don't know where you're going to go with this one. So this is the third time we've had 3252 presidential interview on the podcast. Shout out to Joe Zacker. Shout out to Jimmy. And shout out to Mo as well. We had him in the back. And it's just so fucking nice to have these two with us. Friends, friends of the pod, friends of ours, but also, yeah, like I, maybe like some other people in the North End, I didn't realize they switched up the election style from like what they had done in 2019 to now it's done within the council. Is that right? Mm. Guys, back me up here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't. I didn't even know there was an election, and all of a sudden, I was just like, "Oh yeah, uh, we got we got a new setup," and I was so psyched that it's these two, and um, yeah, it's like we can fucking talk all about what's gonna happen in the future of LAFC and future of the thirty two fifty two. We're recording this in the middle of season four, uh, just after everyone kind of came back to the stadium. But like, we've also never had Casey on the pod at all. So before we get into like, you know. Their uh, their platform and and uh, what we're all going to be doing in in the North End these next couple of years, Casey. I'm going to hit you with the original question, bro. Which is your oldest football memory? My oldest. Does AYSO when I was five count? Yeah. If it's your oldest football memory, it sure does. Technically, that's my oldest. If you want to count like actual me giving a damn, because when I was five, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, my parents are immigrants, and they just thought. Well, this is what five-year-olds in America do, right? <coughs> so that's what they did with me. Had no clue what I was doing. Um, I actually didn't care about the game until I got to college. It was World Cup 2010, South Africa. Uh-huh. I Shout was. Out to yep. Still hear those in my nightmares. But yeah, I, it was that. I was watching that in the morning before I went to my afternoon classes. And, uh, yeah, all my friends were into it. I got into it, and now here we are. What made you get into uh, AM watch times for, for South Africa, man, for the World Cup then? Uh, I just woke up early because I usually would wake up, go to the gym, get a lift in before I went to class. Yeah, he does. Shocker. <laughs> get Surprise. a lift in. Get a lift in. Uh, but, yeah, I would do that while I was getting ready in the morning, and that was all that was on ESPN. So here we are. And your homies, like, the crew that you rolled with, they were soccer first people, or they, like, what other thing? What, <coughs> they're into a bunch of other sports, or this is, like, I mean, how did you get, how did you get, like, coaxed in deeper? Were there real soccer heads in your friend group, or did you guys just kind of watch because it was the World Cup? Uh, they were soccer heads, for sure. Uh, but they were fans of all the sports, and me growing up, it was, like, all the typical American sports, like the football, the basketball, the baseball. Um, used to be like huge into it so we would talk that and then when i started getting into soccer they would like i kind of like baptize me a little bit and just walk me through it put me through my paces let me know like what's up so i don't sound like a complete dickhead <laughs> and yeah it just started from there so before we started recording you informed us that you had also lived abroad for a bunch of years uh growing up where where in southern california like did home become like once you guys were finally living here uh, which part of the which part of the region did you spend most time? San Pedro for about the last 10, 11 years was home. Last year I moved out to Gardena, so like not too far. But mm. as far as places I've lived, that's where I've called home. Do we call Do we call San Pedro uh, Bridgetown? 
Do people call it that? I've never heard of Bridgetown. I've never heard that. So Blue, one of my one of my favorite LA underground rappers, shout out Blue in Exile, Blow the Heavens. Uh, he used to call it Bridgetown. He used to call San Pedro Bridgetown. And he would even like shout it out on the track. He's like, Bridgetown. So when I went down to Long Beach to the dog beach uh, over the weekend, I was driving over the bridges right by, you know, that connect San Pedro and Long Beach. And I said to yep. myself, Bridgetown. <laughs> but here, here we have someone who lives in San Pedro telling me he doesn't know what the hell he's talking Never about. So this all life. might have been like a narrative that I've made up in my head and, and what Blue is talking about something completely and Maybe it's like a locals only thing. So. Uh, well, I don't call myself a local for sure. It's usually Pedro, though, not Pedro. Ah. <laughs> Pedro. Because apparently the first people who actually lived in San Pedro were like Eastern European immigrants who worked the docks first, ah. so they never had that 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 Pedro in them. So ah, there's no Pedro. Pedro. That's some Frank. That's some Frank Sabatka, the Wire season three shit right there. And what college were you at? Cal State Northridge. Okay. See, son, Danny Trejo, stand up. Shout out Las Vegas Lights. Let's yes, go. Sir. Are they still in last place? Let's not talk about the Las Vegas Lights <laughs> on this podcast, guys. <laughs> See Wait, what's their mascot? Is it Armadillo? The Matadors. Oh, the Matadors. Who are the Armadillos? Those are, no, the uh, UCI is the Anteaters. That's that's, that's that's what that's that's right. Why are we giving all these UCs? I don't know. Okay. We're just shouting the UCs. Do you want to give a shout out to any UCs while we're at it? Um, UC Riverside? Riverside. Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> Riverside, hot as hell. Hot as hell, and banana slugs, Santa, Santa Cruz? Mm. You see Santa Cruz, you're right. Yeah. This is all the, the knowledge I've amassed over seven, eight years of living here. So, Okay, when did you go from, um, do you remember what country you were supporting, like outside the U.S.? Was it always just the U.S. for you? Or during the World Cup, did you, did you kind of fall in love with a couple players who were playing on the pitch? Funny enough, I was actually a huge Fernando Torres fan. Oh. El Nino. El Nino. Yeah, I would watch. I remember watching a game. He scored a goal. I was like, that dude did it with some flair. I just yeah. went on YouTube, went down that rabbit hole, and then I would just start watching the matches, and then, like, in, in my classes, I'd be talking to my friends, like, yo, I saw this, this, and this. They're like, yeah, that dude's cool. That dude will never do it again. Like, that kind of stuff. Uh, so Torres, this is when he was playing for, well, obviously. Liber no. Liverpool. Like th yeah. towards the end of his yeah. career with Liverpool, because then he got injured, and then they sold him to Chelsea. Yeah. If hey, if anyone's listening to the pod and didn't know, Sue likes Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I so, love Chelsea. So come to her with your Chelsea hatred, hatred uh, discussions. Bring it on. But um, do you, did you like Fernando just because? Uh, he had similar hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, when when did the slick back the slick back start? The the, the, the the undercut slick back. It's it's like there's very few signature haircuts. And this is no, when he evolved from Pidgeotto <laughs> to Pidgeot, that's how he came out. Because there's you know I, I'm obsessed with hairlines and I'm obsessed with balding, and I think. Um, you have one of the signature looks of the North End and the LSU Stadium. When did this kind of, when did you put it all together, Kate? Like the slick back and the undercut? Yeah. LAFC. And the tight shirts. I've always had the tight They're shirts. They're not, yeah, the did. shirts aren't tight. His body's just good. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't doing more than pumps before his afternoon classes for nothing. <laughs> Curls for the girls. <laughs> yes, sir. Like, side note, though, have you guys seen what Fernando Torres looks like now? Yeah, if you look at him now, he looked like me back when I started being a fan. Of <laughs> no, he's like so like he's jacked. jacked. Oh, he's crazy. Jacked. Yeah, his his post football thing is running a gym. It's all about his fitness. What? Yeah, this dude's yoked. 
Let me show you a picture. All right, all right. Let's just see what have a picture. Yeah, this is the cover. Hell of yeah! I'll pull it up real quick. <laughs> Sue had a slightly problematic um, top ten list at the end of every year. Oh my god, he's we're looking at a picture of Fernando Torres right now, and he does look ripped. And I can't tell whether it's uh, Casey, our current president of Thirty Two Fifty Two, ripped, or Sue's brother ripped, because Sue's brother is also <laughs> very ripped. And I'm just seeing a, a theme in Sue's life of being surrounded by ripped. I'm just men. gonna say, you gotta be a certain level of ripped to wear like the the types of tank tops that that your brother was rocking. You know what I mean? Like. Shout out to Yo, your brother for making everyone for ev- making everyone feel extremely safe all the time. <laughs> because when you're walking around with somebody like that, you can't not feel safe. No, literally, people ask me. They're like, "Was that your bodyguard? Like, what, what's up?" And then who was it? I think it was Ford from the Expos. He's just like, "Yo, your brother looks scared." <laughs> he was he was uh, significantly tattooed. Yeah. Added up. He was wearing a, a Gold's Gym tank top, which is also very very intimidating. And also, I saw him for the first time in Magic City. Yeah. And um, he took up a damn near whole corner of the damn club. It was crazy. Just yeah. <laughs> he looks like he worked there as, like, a bouncer yeah. or something, right? Like Similar KC size, man. There's not a lot of KC size people in my life, but now now I know another on the East Coast, so... It's, it's incredible. Similar hair to... Oh, my God. This is... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the aesthetic. Well, I, well, my brother, he's like, he has a military background. So, like, ah. he's just so conditioned to be, like, in the corner just, like, watching everything. Thank you for keeping us safe. He really did, though. He really did. You we really love did. our troops. He really did. We're, all, we're, we're, we're just looking forward to the next trip to Atlanta to hang out with Sue's brother. Shout out to that city and that sibling. Uh, but, Casey, I want to talk a little bit about how you got into supporter culture because I, I, I think that's something, you know, obviously someone like you who comes to the game maybe a little bit later but then finds himself getting as involved as you got. Um, how did that part happen? Okay, so to tie back into after the World Cup ended in 2010, I was looking for a team of my own to follow. Uh, led me to Juventus. There's a fan club here in L.A., I was like, I want to hang out with people and watch these games, too. So I started doing that, and it just left me wanting more, right? Because I'm hanging out with people who are from Italy, and they're telling me about how supporters and ultras in Italy just don't take shit, and they do whatever the fuck they want. And I was just like, that sounds pretty cool. But then you see, like, all the Tifos, all the Trapos, like, they chant, everything, smoke, like, the whole culture of it. I was just like, I want more of that. Mm. And then when LAFC got announced i was like this might be something i could use as an outlet to learn more and kind of express myself and put myself out there more yeah how did you hear about it did you just see it pop up online or something yeah it just popped up online uh i was like all right that's interesting another team in la after chivas left i was like all right let me see how this goes um i wasn't quite committed from the beginning um i wanted to see because my worst fear was I'm going to get all excited about this, and you're just going to tell me it's just Chivas 2.0, and you just slap a new sticker on it, new colors, and it's the same shit, right? Yeah. So I really didn't care until they said, oh, we're building a stadium in downtown LA. Like, that set off the bells in my head. I'm like, oh, these people are trying to do it right and just trying to be different and try to do their own thing mm-hmm. instead of just copy and paste another failing strategy. Yep. So can we take it back yeah. to um, your road, uh, your road to picking Juve? Because I think for people who have gotten to talk to talk to you, like it's quickly dawns on them. And they're like, yo, like you're more than just a casual fan of it. Like you 
like have a deep appreciation for the history of it. It's not just about the black and white shirt, but it's about everything that goes behind it and, and, and in front of it as well. So like, how did you end up picking an Italian team in Serie A when it seems like the wave of people in America, like myself, who became a fan of international footy, started with the prep? Right. Uh, I thought about that too, honestly, yeah. I said Fernando Torres was my first favorite player. Um, I paid attention to Liverpool. Ew. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> <sighs> Salty Chelsea fan. No, that's ill. <laughs> Hit the soundboard. But yeah, I just felt the Prem was really overhyped. It was very marketing driven. And while that's cool and it would be easier to be a fan that way, it just didn't really connect with me. So you decided to go with the most Prem-like Italian team? Not quite, sir. <laughs> this is back when Juve was finishing, like, 7th, 8th in the table. AC Milan, usually. Like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. The Milans. Yeah. Both. Um, so I didn't want to go La Liga because it was a two-team race, and I didn't want to just pick an easy, like, they're Real always going to be there kind of thing. Um, it was hard to watch Bundesliga matches, but then I saw Serie A and I saw how the league played out and how it's a bit more tactical. Uh-huh. Um, where like, you didn't just run your best 11 every match. You would think like, this other team wants to do this, so we're gonna play this person because they're better at X, Y, and Z, as opposed to the other player. And I just appreciated the tactical aspect of it. I appreciated like, we're, we're not just gonna run out there and try to beat you 5-4. I like being able to hold a 2-0 because I think that's just more difficult. It's just cleaner. I love the clean sheet. And so I just started watching the league more and then picking my teams. And you know how they say, like, you don't pick a team, your team picks you? Yeah. That's essentially what happened there. Um, I did my homework on Juve. I saw that they had some history, but they've been on hard times. And then I looked at how they got to those hard times and the bullshit that went behind it. I was like, all right, this is, this is it. This feels right. Mm -hmm. And then since then, I've been a Juve fan. And it's led me here. I rode to fandom was so much easier. Well, Korean guy, <laughs> <laughs> he's over there. Run fast, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm Filipino. I don't have that, yeah. right? Like all the best Filipino players don't play for the Philippines. Mm. Uh -huh. Like if you looked at the best Filipino players, we might have a decent squad for Asia, but yeah, yeah, they yeah. just don't play for the Philippines. Gotcha, gotcha. And and Dweez, when you hear um, when you hear KC was a Juve fan for the first time, like you've seen people of all different kind of alliances in Europe and even South America, like, did you feel like, yeah, that makes sense for what LAFC is building? Or were you like, oh, that's interesting. Like there's a, like a strong Syria knowledge coming into the North End and everything that we, we uh, rep. Well, I think that anytime someone comes, just as Casey just said, like he, there were specific things he didn't like about what a lot of the offerings were, right? He didn't like certain things about the MLS offerings here. He didn't like certain things about the televised offerings that most people were going towards. And he found something that, you know, spoke to him in Syria. And, I mean, yeah, you know, in the early 2000s and the 90s as well, like, I remember Syria teams were just fucking, they were just terrifying. Like, they were gangsters. They were, like, the, de the defense, like, the Paolo Maldinis of the world, these players that would just, like, you just, like, look into his eyes and you're terrified to, like, ever touch a ball near them. And there was, like, a mystique about, like, what Italian football meant and, like, what it was. And I do think it was, like, very antithetical to the Disneyfication of the Premier League. Like, the Premier League for a long time. I mean, historically, like, England is not a good 
even club on a club level a good country like the, the Italians the Germans like the Spanish teams have always dominated but the Italian teams most of all so I think like someone coming from like Syria uh, who, who started there I think that's fucking that's solid that's amazing I mean there's few there's a few people I know that started just in Syria like Vince De- Vince is one of them Vince yeah. uh, shout out shout out to Vince he's a mm-hmm. he's also a Juve fan and uh, like yeah there's just a, you know, whether you had a connection to Italy or you had, um, you know, you arrived to it through a certain patch, I think it's, it's fucking real. I love that he loves the tactics. Like, I think that that's incredible. And we need, we need more of that. I wish, like, we're, because English is the common language, we're predisposed to be drawn yeah. to the EPL, but I feel the same way. Like, a lot of times, so many things about the EPL bug the shit out of me. Um, so, yeah. So that's not just Arsenal in like 15th place. <laughs> oh, I'm buying the dip. By the way, if anyone thought I'm double, double back on Arsenal, Arsenal is still the background of my phone. Like Arsenal, I I almost dream of their relegation just so all the all the fake all the fake fans all the fake fans. Are you just trying to jinx it right now? Oh, I'm just preparing for the worst. They're not going to get relegated, but if they did, it would actually be a good thing. Probably they'd sell the club. To this is Spotify the type of energy that Arsenal fans be bringing into our club. Guys. Uh, this fucking like, let's lose and make it beautiful, <laughs> bro. I said I'm buying the dip. I don't want them to lose. I'm just buying the dip. The, the worse they get, right the now. more I like them. I know stock market players. It's gonna be a hard September, guys. So back to back to our our original line of questioning here. Uh, supporter culture, though. So you you get you get into Juve. You're starting to see this stuff. You see LAFC come out, and then how do you get hooked up with Black Army? Shout out Black Army. Shout out Black Army. Uh, so I put my deposit down, like, literally the day after I hear the stadium's getting built. And then Jeff, my ticket rep, he's my original ticket rep. Before oh, shout out to Jeff Huber. Yep, shout out Jeff before he got all his promotions for doing a great job. And he did a great job. He did. Um, shout, I, out, shout out to Jeff. Yeah, Good I, guy. I told him, I was like, I want in. He sold, he showed wow. me like the map. He's like, we're gonna have a supporter section. I was like, oh, you're gonna have a supporter section. I want that. I want that. I want in. I want that culture. I want like. Because you already came in with the Uve understanding of what ultras and support can look like. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna say that the group out here had it. It's very much a fan club, and I never understood the are you a supporter or are you a fan thing until I actually like distance myself from the fan club and becoming more of a supporter. Yeah. So like, you can see those things now, right? Uh, I'm not trying to start a debate on LAFC fans or whatever. Um, we are going to have a debate on LAFC <laughs> fans <laughs> versus supporters right now. Some of the Venn diagram stuff of like, like what kind of is a connotation of a supporter versus a fan? Because we've also had to deal with this in, in, the, in yeah all the time, like, especially when we were starting TSG and all that stuff. Like what, what is a, what did they they call it? Like a leisure club or like. No, like a support social club. Social club. Social club. Social club versus supporter group. Like it's the verbiage was very much um, kind of a sacred thing too. So like, what right. what have you seen as kind of the differences? Uh, I think fan club is just a lot more. It's like leisure, right? You're not active the whole ninety, right? Our watch parties here for the Juve games. You know, we'll sit, we'll have a beer, we'll chant. Like at the start of the match, like if something good happens. But it's not nonstop like we do in the North End, or like even when we do on away days. Yeah. Like w- I treat away days like normal home games. We're just taking that section, just less of us, and here we are. Right. So it's just that, and like the time commitment. Obviously, Juve being in Italy, 
Like, I can't go to the stadium. I can't help out with TIFOs. I can't be in the supporter section for matches, right? So, like, LAFC gave me that outlet to where it's I can, I can pour myself into it. And I, like, I found myself doing this. Like, I, I emailed Jeff. I was like, I want info on the supporter groups that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Send me the links to the socials. He said, hey, we're having a Boomtown rally, yeah. like, in a couple weeks come through. I was like, all right, I'm there. I went, I looked at the groups that were there, I talked to some people from, like, from each group, just try to find my vibe, and they were like, I know I'd look good in a vest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save it for <laughs> But yeah, I just, I talked to some people in BA, and that was my in. Mm-hmm. And my first event with BA was like er, one of the original like supporter cups mm. before it was all the SGs that came together with just certain SGs and some street teams that showed up but that was my first event and it's just been it's been all downhill from there <laughs> <laughs> what was the BA vibe back then at Boomtown like what what it kind of drew you to um I mean after you said hi like what what drew you to stay I just like the vibe I got from the people like certain groups I looked at I was like I'm not gonna fit Right, it's just that vibe you get, and certain groups have themselves a certain ways, especially back then. Just like, I know that's not it for me. Like, it's just the vibes were right at BA. And I guess it helped that the person who brought me into BA was also a Serie A fan. Mm. So, we. Was, was it, were the Juve fans? No. Okay, what was their club? Sam. Okay. Sampdoria. So. Yeah, I mean, he's Sam a real one. kind of just like disrespectful. Yeah, when he says when he says Sam, Sam, when he calls it Sam, Sam you know he's a real one. Yeah, I love that. So, you get you get in the mix. Next thing we know, uh, you've taken to the capo stand and you're jumping around. No, no. How did that happen? Like, did you see yourself getting that involved that early? No. Uh, when I joined BA, my entire mindset was. This is new to me. I don't know what the hell's going on. I just want to learn. I want to be available, and I want to help as much as I can in any way that I can. I never asked to be a capo. It was early on in the season, and the capos that were up you there hear that, like, people? You never asked to be a capo. It's uh, required of you. At some, if, if you got it, you got it kind of thing. Chosen one. Yeah, it was um, when the capos were like, there's not enough of us up here. It was really hot early that season. And they're, they were just getting worn out. We're like, we're not up to this. We need more people to hop in. All right, well, process is you have to be a junior capo first before you can be a capo. So Jimmy literally just tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, I need a junior capo. Are you in? I was like, if you think I'll be good. He was like, get up here. So I junior capoed. And then I forget who the capo was in the stand with Jimmy, but I think he had health issues and he couldn't make it to a game. And I just looked at Jimmy. I was like, do you want someone in there with you? He's like, if he doesn't show up, hop in. And that was my first time in the Capo stand. And, yeah, I, I haven't hopped out yet. What do you – What is, I mean, it's probably different for different people, but what does it feel like for you uh, being there for the games, being inside that little square cage, that square platform? Like, what do you like about it? What's hard about it? How does it make you feel? I like that I'm helping – the active right we pride ourselves on that like we go full 90 and i'll say it i've i'm yet to be impressed by any other stadium like no other supporter section goes like we go so um, i pride 
has to be insane though, from your point of view and then like into the north end uh, it doesn't really hit me it's only hit me like a couple times like in the moment when the whole stadium's going and i don't even have to chant which is weird because i'm just like taking it in i'm like oh i look around and you're just like oh shit the whole stadium's doing it it's beautiful Right, and there's only been like a couple of those moments where I was like, holy shit, this is surreal. And I actually took it in, but outside of that, it's, I treat it like I treated when I was on the rails. Like I, I was doing the full 90s on the rails. I was waving the flags, I did that. So I know if my sorry ass could do it, like <laughs> if y'all wanna be that close to, to, the, to the field, you can do it too. So that's gonna happen soon. <laughs> so no, it will I be just, required. I, like, I think it's like such a sacred like place, and so like when I see people who don't, maybe they don't take it seriously, they just automatically think if I can hop in there, it's the job is mine. But I think it just takes a lot of coordination and like just I don't know. Tasty, do you feel like anything helped? you in your life outside of football to prepare for being in there like did you do any other shout out benny thrifts we once had benny on and he talked about being in the school plays <laughs> we talked he talked about being a performer on stage and we obviously know jimmy he had his band background i mean was there anything that you think helped you no nah. <laughs> so in that in that moment you hadn't ever really done anything like that and you just fucking went for it yeah he just did the big daddy thing. He threw on his sunglasses and was just like, they can't see me. It's okay. <laughs> I, that doesn't work when you're as big as me. Like, people will get mad at someone else on the north end, but I'll be catching strays just because I'm the big dude next to it. Yeah, man. That's wild to think about, though, man. It's like a few weeks ago we got to read um, our brother uh, Julio's, Julio Soriano's kind of blog post, and he, he talks about the times where the whole stadium erupts. And like us, like him, like kind of like tearing up, and I have the, the kind of same response. And I can kind of point to the moments where it happened, some goals, or when like in the playoffs when it really needed to to kind of push forward. But like, can you just go back into that moment? Like, do you feel like that's what we're all shooting for? Is that possible to um, to have on a more consistent basis? Absolutely, it's possible. It's infectious. It's contagious. You see it when people are like, I don't know what I'm doing in the north end. And then halfway through the first half, they're just into it. And they're losing themselves in it. It's contagious. You just need people to feel that energy, to feel that vibe, to feel like that passion. And that's just not something you can teach people. They either got it or they don't. But even like the most casual fans sitting all the way in the expensive seats, they'll make some noise too when the game's good mm -hmm. or when there's a big moment. Or, like, it's been mentioned before, like, when, you, when we get scored on first, how North End gets louder, like, fuck it, that didn't even happen. We're going to push forward and we're going to win this shit, right? I feel like that's the attitude we have, and when we have it and we bring that energy, like, people recognize it. They're like, oh, they still believe we're in this. They still believe we're going to win. Let's contribute to it however we can. Yeah. And, sometime, and sometimes that results in the Real Salt Lake center back scoring on his own net, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell me that's not attributed at least partially to the madness that was that night. So, Have, have you ever seen a ball rolling so slowly? Ever. Yeah. It was like slow-mo. Literally, as it was happening, I was like, what the fuck? Like, this best own goal. Yeah. I just wanted to, I wanted to give, like, a, a quick little memory here of when I was doing all the supporter profiles for the first season. Um, obviously, I did 
I did each of the groups and got to know everybody. That was when I first hung out with Casey up in Portland yep. on that first trip to Portland and like getting to know him. But one thing I remember from that whole experience, like one thing I remember talking to a lot of the different groups about, a lot of different supporters about, was like if you could have, you know, a championship or you could have the whole stadium singing, which would you choose? And like zero hesitation, everyone I asked that question to said the whole stadium singing. Yeah. And, like, they meant it. And at the time, I didn't fully know because this was so early days of LAFC. I think I did all the profiles maybe before that very first game even started at the bank. So I didn't know what to expect. But, like, yeah, now that we do see the moments where the whole stadium's singing, I'm with Casey. I think it's totally it's totally possible. It's, it's totally infectious um, when the right uh, combination of things comes up. And the more people do it, the more they get used to it. And I think they can learn. They can learn how to... You know how to how to make it be a part of themselves, even if it wasn't natural in the beginning. And to that to that question that you asked, Luis, do you feel like because uh, I feel like there's there's so many layers that go into that, and I think you know the whole stadium chanting is kind of like the right answer to say. Do you feel like that's a product of living in Los Angeles, a city that's seen a lot of different titles happen and a lot of <coughs> honestly a lot of winning teams that weren't very memorable, right? Just maybe because it's done so often and all that stuff. Like, do you feel like? It's it's a it's a product of the city, or do you feel like it's it's kind of like what we've what what um, people have wanted from supporter culture because it's different. Do you feel like it could happen in other cities in that way? I think it's split. I mean, I, I want to hear what these guys think, but like, we are in the United States, so we are like in a U.S. sports system to an extent. But like, football obviously exists on on the world's terms, right? So, like, worldly support and that's respected and recognized the world over, seeing a whole stadium going bonkers, seeing international visitors come to our stadium and, like, be wowed by what the North End is or yeah. the energy in a stadium. I mean, I, under I understand why someone would give either answer, but I think if you're closer to the spirit of football culture around the world, it's impossible not to say the whole stadium. Like, to know that your stadium was like a global hub a hub of football culture yeah. to me is obviously a bigger deal than winning the MLS Cup like in in the world football terms you know it's cool for us cuz that's like our domestic league but it's you know <laughs> pretty pretty much not that it, I, I don't know I'm curious to hear what you guys would, would think about that no, yeah Sue, what do you think it's like i think even following the premier league it's like atmosphere everyone talks about atmosphere Everyone talks about, like, Liverpool, right? Like, yeah. everyone sings, you never walk alone. Right. And, like, that sends chills down people's spines. I think um, winning is great, but, like, developing that atmosphere is so rare. Like, I love Chelsea. I love Stamford Bridge. But, like, we're not known for our atmosphere, you know? Like, we'll, we'll get teased, like, oh, it was so quiet in there. And you guys are only loud when you're winning. Yeah, you only sing when you're winning. No, and I think... It's not a surprise that Pep Guardiola, the manager of Man City, is coming out begging fans to, like, come to the stadium and, like, bring an atmosphere. <laughs> that, that's because really sad. Um, but, I no, but straight up, like, is it is it not – is this man not just wanting – I mean, they've won how many titles in the last yeah. however many years? They've broken how many records? They've, they've been, football terms, mm -hmm. like, outstanding. But – they have never had an atmosphere. It's it's also like the commercialization of it, I guess, right. that people fight because even like now with all these clubs, you have corporate seats right. overtaking like fans actually getting to go to the stadium where sure. the ticket Good prices point. are 
Like, yeah, you know, it's, like, it's not to shit on the fans themselves, it's but not, it's not. but it is also it is real that like they don't have an atmosphere at their stadium yeah. for both of these reasons or all the reasons above. And I think I don't know what do you think? It, wouldn't it be more incredible to see like our stadium, everyone in the stadium, like the the place gets continually known, not just for the north end being crazy, but the whole stadium. No, I, being I, crazy. that's that is like a personal goal of mine to one day see the whole stadium singing along to a song like. I think we've had moments of it, like, with the hoo-ha, right? Like, mm. seeing, like, pockets of each section of the stadium. You see the lights go off. You see people just, like, that's such a powerful thing. I would love it. Like, to me, sometimes I think about, like, if we can get a chant going that, like, really gets everybody involved. But, like, how do you spread that, right? And so, definitely, that question is, like, do you want a cup or do you want that atmosphere and for me in the long term I want I would want that atmosphere because I feel like a cup will come but like that atmosphere is so hard to create so once you have it I feel like it's you can maintain it Casey what do you think obviously you're a, you're a full stadium guy you were just alluding to that I mean I want both why do I have to choose yeah. damn right <laughs> damn right like, I, I like to I like to make false equivalent, equivalent <laughs> equivocations like that all the time. Um, it's Arsenal in you, bro. I get it. You haven't won I'm not an either or, bro. Get out of here. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back with segment two and talk about things not having to do with Arsenal football. Club. I'm buying the dip. <laughs> back it's fcfc pod we are here talking to president garcia vice president lee <laughs> and we're here to talk about your first hundred days man this is um and as uh, as an ode to our incredibly broken yet powerful and terrifying political system but um yeah we're sitting with uh with the president vp of the 3252 this is um you know, positions that come with a lot of responsibility with it. And I think, like, we've had um, Joseph and, and Jimmy on here before, as well as Mo, and they've talked about just what goes into it, and a lot of us kind of know but still don't really know. And some of that has to do with, like, safety concerns at the stadium, right? It has to do with away day travel. It has to do with what kind of branding and, and marketing we take in into the North End with all of our luxury suites that we're providing for and and what we choose to when <laughs> you say luxury to. suites by the way i just think of really nice chocolates that's what i was talking about yeah. oh you weren't talking from about German, that yeah. oh, okay you weren't talking about the all the, the luxury suites from seas candy oh, okay not, you're not talking about the spaces in the stadium no no, no okay. not at all not at all okay. but um my first how's it feel to win and to be to be given this position and to uh to run that's my first question how's it feel how you feeling a bit anxious, a bit excited, a bit nervous, a bit like it's been a whirlwind, honestly. I don't know if it's really fully set in, even though I've been on the job for a few weeks now. Um, I'm following up one of my best friends. He's done a great job to get us to where we are. And he's put a lot of things in place that, that will make the 3252 as a whole better. But he, it's not quite finalized yet. So I think for the first 100 days, for me, especially because we're still in the season, it's mainly just get all those things done, get it in place so that in the off season, 
we can really just start laying the groundwork to bigger and better things. Mm. And Sue, how, how about for you? Casey just said, um, I've been on the job, and it sincerely <laughs> is a job. No. So how, how, how are you feeling right now? To quote Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Shout out the first Spider-Man <laughs> quote on the pod, man. I love it. Uh, to quote Uncle Ben. You know what's funny? Because I didn't know... Which Uncle Ben we were going thought, with? Thought about the rice. <laughs> I thought it could be. I thought I was going f in the pantry. I was thinking of people in the north end. I was no. like, who no, is sorry. the Ben that we're going for here? Big superhero movie buff here. Um, it's you know, luckily I feel like we are following in great footsteps with Jimmy and Mo. Like I, I think people only saw like on the surface of them leading the thirty-two fifty-two, but behind the scenes they did a lot a lot a lot of like laying the groundwork and getting to um getting us to where we're at right now but i mean this job is really never over it's like guiding a ship safely <laughs> to harbor and like leading the way but also making sure that like whatever we're doing right now is just pretty much making sure that we're keeping this alive and keeping this going for the long term so, like, yeah, like Casey said, the first couple weeks have been meetings, lots of meetings, and all these different chats, and literally, I can't keep up with how many different chats that I'm pulled into. So, it's, it's a lot of work behind the scenes, but obviously, I'm very nervous, but I'm also very excited and very honored to be in this role, so we'll see where this goes. And how long is the term for, for both of y'all, for our listeners? Two years. Two years. After Starting right season. now? After, after this season. After this season. Yeah. So that's seasons five and six, the years 2022 and 2023, that these will be your executive branch of the 3252, man. That's when wild. When's the World Cup that's supposed to be here? 2026? 2026. Okay, well, I'll be free by then. <laughs> <laughs> so who, you know, just for people who might not know all the things that go behind the scenes. Who else is sort of comprises the leadership of the 3252 that are helping you guys out with what you do? Um, and what, like, are their roles? Um, like, I guess you would liken it to, like, a cabinet position, right? We have different directors who keep everything going. Um, we have to work as a team. So, like, we have membership director. We have merch director. Away days. TIFO. Active support. Stadium ops. Yeah. Marketing. Treasurer. Treasurer, treasurer. yes. Shout out Joyce. Shout out to <laughs> Joyce, our treasurer. Um, she's uh, succeeding Myra, so. So how many how many total cabinet positions are there? Is it like 10, 15? I'm, I'm hitting I'm hitting with the hard hardcore questions here, guys. I'm just, I was just curious. Is it seven? Seven. No. President, vice president, uh, we added secretary, a uh, treasurer, membership, TIFO, active support, has two co-directors. Away day directors. Away days, um, tailgates. And marketing. Yeah. So, ten. so we have 10 positions. Some of those are co-directors. Some aren't. So, yeah, about 15 people sit at the top, and we help guide and put into everything that, that she's want. Yeah. And with this is like, I mean, it's an, it's a nonprofit. It's an organization. Like, can you guys tell us, can y'all tell us just kind of how it works, the inner workings of it, right? Because like, we have a lot of people now 
to, to manage, to, to try and elevate? Like, what does that look like for someone like a, a decision around an away day or a new uh, T-shirt that's dropping or is that 3052 merch or something like that? Like, what, what does that look like on a day-to-day? How are decisions made for, um, for the council and for, for, um, for the 3052 in general? It's all been group decisions. Um, I feel like <laughs> since we've started and taken over, it's been something new every day where there's a new issue that needs not an issue, but requests, things along those lines. There's something new every day. And some of the stuff we'll talk behind the scenes about how we want to move forward and what we think is best. But ultimately, we give it to the council and we say, hey, you guys, what do you guys want? How do you want us to tackle this? Like, we can give our suggestions, but ultimately it's still up to the group what they want. What do you guys think is going to be the hardest thing about your jobs? Hardest, isn't it all hard? It's all pretty hard. Yeah, but like, well, I mean, what do you like? What What was the one thing you were thinking like when you were considering whether or not to to try to do this? Like, what were the thing the thing or the things that were like, ooh, like maybe maybe I don't want to do this if I have to do you know I don't know like for me personally right like if I was gonna be one of you guys positions straight up the phone like the my ability to use the phone as often as you guys are gonna have to use the phone would be like a huge barrier like are there things that you know maybe your yeah your is gonna be hard for you honestly um, this kind of stuff yeah see there (laughs) we go there we go media I that's not where my concern is. It's not where my priorities are. And for me to take this position, I wanted someone who would like be better at it than I am, or at least help keep me straight and help me out with this kind of stuff. Because this isn't necessarily what I, I care about. No disrespect, you guys are awesome. I listen to you guys all the time. But no, I, my, I feel like my attention should be more on what do we do in the stance? How's our active looking? How's our TIFO game going? Shout out Gil, we've done some fire TIFOs and he deserves a lot of credit along with all the people who volunteer and put in all the blood, sweat, time, effort and all the sacrifices and commitment it takes to do what we do in the stands, right? So my entire goal is I want us to be good in the stadium because we are supporters first, right? That's how we're gonna make our name right and as the ice cream truck comes yeah. by oh, yeah. i love it if that'll get it. people to chant fuck it ice cream for everybody <laughs> Whoa, hey, for every the, the president the president said he said ice cream for everybody that i heard is how you used to win elections in like high school and stuff <laughs> <laughs> like, like, shit's for everybody. Uh, that's, that's what it is you got all twenty-two thousand standing strong shouting right. KC Garcia, president, guarantees free ice cream for every single person in there. KC Garcia, I mean, that rolls off the tongue like yeah, uh, new ice cream flavor from Ben & Jerry's, you know what I'm saying? Ben & Jerry's sponsored the 3252. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying, KC Garcia. Garcia, that's why, that's why, that must have been the, but the no, connection. But like, ultimately, we talked about it earlier, right? Like, we want that whole stadium going, and yeah. I would love for, at the end of our term, like, that's where we are. That's a dream, that might be a little bit out there, but realistically, like, why can't we get better? Realistically, we talk about like we have all it takes to be one of these world recognized supporter sections. Why not us? Mm. We've shown that we've made so much improvements and made so much better since our first season. Why not like keep going? Right? So ultimately, like that's where my focus is. And like this stuff is, is cool, 
but it's not necessarily where I want my most of my time and attention to go to. Well, even though you don't, you, th this wasn't something you're looking forward to. You're doing a great job tonight. <laughs> Just let me it. say that, and I'm so happy that you came. Sue, Welcome what's to the your, XFC what, PR tour, baby? <laughs> Sue, what's your what's what what of like the all the things do you think you know is is going to be a challenge for you or something that you weren't looking forward to as much? Um, I think with with politics. I don't want to say like this is politics, but it, it involves politics. It's just like definitely just kind of guiding all these different personalities together mm. and making sure that everyone stays on course towards the common goal. Like that's that's like something I was very apprehensive about, but also like excited because I feel like we can always come together if we have a common goal, right? And my whole thing is I'm always looking towards the long term and like. I think we have a great cabinet, we have a great council right now, but, like, I'm thinking, like, five, year five years down the line, like, who's there, right? Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we keep this going for as long as possible. I don't want to be at the helm of it forever. At some point, I'd like to, like, retire mm -hmm. and just keep this, see this thing grow because the sky's the limit. Well, Sue, as I've always known, is one of, like, the best shit talkers and banter people when it comes to like hating but but what's funny is you actually have to be put on the hat of peacemaker now a lot i do which i have is like, to that is kind of that's kind of it's yeah, hard that's because be i love change. i love banter and i love <laughs> she loves the bands i love i get sarcastic and things like that but now it's like i have to be neutral i have to be a sincere peacemaking I have to can listen you guys imagine instead of it's a beautiful um, thing. being reactive you know i have oh. to i have to like uh, be mindful of things like that. <laughs> that's cool. I, we all have to grow up sometimes, right? So. Nah, Sue just keeps our TSG chats lit. With, with I think she could just keep, she, you just keep like a rolling list of all of your like oh, deepest, like deepest cut of banter, and then watch, two years later, just like dump it. Yeah. It's just gonna go. <laughs> holding it all in, and then bam. From the diaries of Madam Vice President. <laughs> oh my God! Tell all the tell all the tell all. Waiting for the book, <laughs> the book deal, baby. NDA. That's what's up. <laughs> and Sue, it's. I mean, uh, are you? Uh, you feel like you're more aligned with Casey's vision, the grant, the big vision for you, priority number one, which is getting active support throughout the stadium, or do you feel like um, you have kind of like a complementary view that that you bring to it? That's like another one of your big goals, your biggest goal your priority as, as VP? Like, do you feel like you're aligned on the, the number one priority, which is active support, growing, uh, growing like a renowned supporter uh, kind of stadium atmosphere? Or do you feel like your, your priority aligns with somewhere else? Um, I think like my priorities and Casey's have to align for, mm -hmm. for this term to work, for us to work together. And I think that's the reason why we were like, hey, let's do this. If I didn't think Casey was on the same page I was. I, I would not be here, but... Vice versa. If I didn't think Sue would have been a, a good foil to me and help keep me honest and help keep me, like... Drag you to a podcast when you, need to go to, when you just need to go to one? Right, because not everyone's asking. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just feel like she's the perfect complement, right? Like, I, ideally, we're looking at things the same. We... We have the same goals, and we're both um, big picture people. Like, let's not, like, let the little things get yeah. in the way of right. Like, keep the goals. vision of growing to where we want to be and where we deserve to be. Yeah. Right. So as long as we don't, I feel like as long as we keep each other in check the way, or we keep working the way we have been, we're good. Yeah, Casey has. 
kept me in check in, in certain situations. And she's kept me, <laughs> she's kept me, um, I feel like she brings more of a, like, more, how do you say this? Like, she has a more open look at things. And she's more, um, she's quicker to think about, like, the things that I'm not. Right, so I feel like that that helps me perfectly in situations like this on the FCFC PR tour. <laughs> but you know, keeping you honest and um, and checking and, and having checks on each other because you aligned at the same goal of growing North End atmosphere throughout the state. Like that's 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 the the kind of laddering laddering up goal. That's the dream, right? Yeah, man, that's awesome, man. Like I don't think it's necessarily one thing per se that this is absolutely what we're going to default to it's the only goal it's not right the 3252 has been such like it's been a pet project for a lot of us for all the time all the effort all the money all the sacrifices all the commitment we've done i don't want that to just waste away i don't want it to be like loose soil that you build your foundation on for a house and everything crumbles right like I want to build it so that we can be bigger and better going forward, and that's the goal. So look, we're uh, we talking to we, we're talking to presidents now. We're talking to presidents, <laughs> v- VPs. You know, this I, it's it's wild to think about. And it's so obvious, but at the same time, like it's it's you guys are different from Jimmy and Mo, and you guys are different from Joseph and Commander. Like, it's just, like, it's obvious, but at the same time, it's, like, you bring your own personality and your own love into the same goal. I believe that that um, the, the four of them prior to this would, would say that growing atmosphere and growing community within uh, within the stadium and within our culture was their goal as well. But you also, like, it's, like, it's it's wild. It's, like, it's so different, and, and, and yet we have the same goal. Like it's mm-hmm. Well, that's the beautiful part of the 3252, yeah. isn't it? Well, that's the beautiful part of, like, all the groups that we have is top level we all have the same thing we all want to support lafc but the way that each group goes about it is different and it brings a different aspect and it's a different point of view and like why not use that to make everything better right like let's pick and choose the good stuff yeah let's work on the bad stuff together and figure out like how do we make this better how do we make this work yeah and i mean i maintain that like you know and going especially that first season like really you know getting embedded with other supporters during LAFC away games on the other side, like the Seattle supporters going over, <coughs> talking to Portland supporters, et cetera. Like the big, the biggest strength that LAFC has, has always had is in the diversity of supporter su- style. Like it's because it's specifically because people have different ideas about it that you're able to like the best notions rise to the top and like, you know, just because, you know, one style only has X amount of people that are behind it and one only has this many doesn't, you know, doesn't outweigh the value of a diversity of opinion. And, you know, the fact and, like, the role that you guys are doing, that all four of you guys are doing, to be honest, because you guys are on the council as well, of, like, keeping that top-line goal as the priority is what will make it, as Sue said, go on for a long time. It's why it can survive. It's why we've seen other teams around the world and in other organizations, too. Even you can take it off the sports thing, just like any time this group wants to do their own thing and we're going to do our own thing and we're just going to not work together. I mean, that's like the definition of, you know, like mediocrity because you're only going to get a bunch of yes men, you know, on your side and then you're not going to have that conflict. And the conflict's uncomfortable and it brings out the worst of people, right? You see, like, 
you know, things appear where, where people might fall short. But I think all of you guys are doing the uh, the football lord's work here of uh, bringing the culture, culture first and foremost, stadium first. I mean, the North Star being what Casey described, like, you know, having a world-recognized North End supporters, you know, section and having that now reverberate through the stadium. I mean, that is the best North Star to have because that's where, you know, that's where it starts. And then there's all these different manifestations of it from that. But yeah, I mean, it's still incredible to me, you know, even shout out to Atlanta. Like that was, that was cool, you know, but it wasn't, I wasn't as, you know, impressed with what I I think Atlanta could do if they did unify under one umbrella unit and one umbrella movement. It seemed like there was a lot of, uh, you know, some, uh, there wasn't as much cohesion um, as as you can get. And maybe, you know, it would behoove them to, to try something like that. But it's certainly been something to, like, see for me um, watching the differences sort of evolve and that it's maintains. And people are going to come and go. But, like, this is something that leaders are going to come and go. Like, you guys will all be out of your leadership positions probably in the blink of an eye, you know. And what what you guys want to maintain i think the way you're describing it now sounds to me like it's going to be the the best thing for the continuation of the community and the continuation of the culture that's the thing it's like i i think a good leader guides right but they're not there forever because they know when to step down and let another leader take their place because i think ideas always have to be fresh ideas always have to be new you always have to push push the envelope or raise the bar and so I, I, one thing with LAFC and the 3252, it's like people always ask, like, what makes you guys so different? And it is really our community. It is all the, the melting of everything. And I don't want that ever to be defined like, oh, they're, they're like this or they're like that. It's like, no, we are LA. We are LAFC. And it's 2021. We're fluid. <laughs> nice, nice. We have, we have multitudes. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's just like I just want us to be known – as LAFC, right? Not we're not we're not a one off of this or a one off of that. We're building our own thing here, and that's what people should take away from because support in the United States is very it's infantile, right? It's very young. You, we're going up against clubs who have hundreds of years of history. So where do we take it from here? To me, it's always going to be culture and community first. Man, that's real. It's like I'm. You talked so you just talked about kind of the melting in of each other and like all the kind of diverse people kind of you know, melting into one another. And like even the way that y'all are dressed today is like oh, I see, I see a lot. But like KC, KC, I've never seen you that way. Black in your damn best, and you're wearing a, a white Eeyore, Eeyore graphic T-shirt right now. It, it says, says IDK IDC. <laughs> But it's like we all agree to dress the same way as each other and 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 show up unified. Oh Lord, what was this? Dude, he's, he's, so he's he wants his thrilled ball. with this. Fucking <laughs> psycho. Let's see. You know, and and um, one thing I, I do want to I do want to note here, and it's kind of been you know whispered around, whispered around as like, this news becomes more and more official. But let me be not if not the first, just one p- person to say like, I'm so proud of y'all. Each as individuals, but also as Asian American leaders who are now stepping into the president and vice presidential role. 
in in a in a supporter American supporter culture that's usually very heavily white, and I'm so happy for our um, kind of uh, Latino Latinx fan base here, supporter base here, who have guided us for so many through so many things. But I think it should be noted it's it's, um, it's not ceremonial because of course you guys are incredibly adept and skilled at what you guys do. But at the same time, like it should be noted, like it's an important it's an important moment for supporter culture in this young supporter culture of this country to have y'all represented here. And um, I just wanted to first give you guys your your flowers now, as Sam always says, and just say, um, like, really, really proud of you. And, like, fuck all the tokenism, fuck all, like, the, the, the oh, my God, it's like we're, we're doing it because of that. It's like some marketing shit. It's like, no, you guys are fucking incredible. And you, what's, I think what makes you incredible what you do is inextricable from who you guys are as people. And that's a big part of it, the culture behind it. So no, I just want to say congratulations to that. I'm proud of you guys. And also, like, does that does that what what is is that symbolic for for y'all to be in a position now noted noting that is like how how do you understand that um, going forward as your kind of Asian American identity going forward in this role? I mean, it's definitely dawned on me, right? But I think being from Los Angeles and me being comfortable and being Korean American, like I don't see why this couldn't happen. Mm. Um, I'm also very proud of being like the first woman in yeah. this role. So, and I don't want to use that as some type of tokenism because I worked really hard to be here. Yeah. I put in a lot of work and I'm not going to let anybody take that away from me. So, I mean, I'm very proud of being here and I'm very proud to be the VP for the 3252. Hell yeah. Casey, how about you, man? I think it would be pretty ignorant or naive for me to say that it hasn't dawned on me that I haven't thought about it um, I think I made it pretty clear like my first boomtown I looked around I was there weren't a lot of Asians around <laughs> y'all weren't around at this time no, I we went to not. boomtown I was, I was, boomtown I was, too, I was actually but I, at boomtown there's, but there's like what a handful of us yeah. Yeah. there as she opposed to you didn't go. Yeah. Of course you did. So, like, for me to say, like, it didn't die. It dawned on me then. When I walked in, I was like, okay, there's some groups that are predominantly Hispanic and predominantly, like, Latino and Latinx. Like, it's obvious, right? This is L.A. And a lot of the culture we derive from comes from South America, Mexico, and all that such. So, yeah, it would be ignorant for me to say I didn't think of it. Mm. But ultimately, like, I don't know what that has to do with my qualifications and how I look at it. Because, like, I was brought up in this LAFC culture that we have, that we're building, where regardless of where you're from, you're allowed to have a seat at the table, right? As long yeah. as your main goal is to support LAFC, like, you're welcome. You have a seat at the table. We're going to listen to you. We're going to try to help you get better. And that's how it's been since day one. So totally. I just want to do right by, like, not just by Asian Americans, but by all the other people we have in the North End. Right, I, we preach being inclusive. We preach being like a safe spot for people to come to support LAFC, regardless of your race, regardless of your sexual orientation, regardless of your gender. Like, none of that matters, right? Yeah. In the North End, all we care about is that you support LAFC and you get off your fucking phones. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I love that. That was Whoa. great. That, that's, a, sure. yeah, that's a that's a wrap up this segment. I, mean, I just want to say one last thing, and it's like, and this is to 
To quote myself, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> to quote myself. Okay, yeah. myself. We can't we can't wrap this segment without, without Josh quoting himself. This is my segment, baby. Okay. <laughs> well, my thing was okay. So um, when we're doing like the APHM, um, the spot with with Yuli, Yuli was asking me like you know just stuff, and I said something like um, I said something like rep- talking about representation. I I was like I know who I am as a person, as a man. Like I don't necessarily need that representation anymore. But for the kids coming up, seeing the play, seeing like a kimono on the field is very important. And I think you guys, y- y'all have ruled, y'all have, y'all will kind of go about with the incredible amount of character that you've always gone about it. But I think for, you know, even like the young, like Asian, Asian American kid to look at y'all, like I, I literally look at you, look at, look at both of you as like Pak Chano and the Dodgers, bro. Like it's straight <laughs> up like, like, the kids from from cities or suburbs or the rural parts of somewhere else will be like, I can't believe that that can be me, you know. And I know that you stand for everybody, but I think for, especially like because we've had such incredible representation throughout, like having this here is really important for the kids coming up from the Korea towns, from the little Saigon's, mm-hmm. from like from the six two six coming through. You know, yeah. like from little Bang- Bangladesh right there. Like, I think it's it's important for, for people to see this. Like, people will say we're inclusive as fuck, but seeing people in leadership do that, I think that's freaking awesome, man. I just want to give you guys just an uh, you know, immense amount of um, love for, for doing that so far. Thank you. And on that note, we're going to cut off this section, and we'll be right, right back with some tea time with tweets. I'm cutting off my section. Tea time, tea time, tea time, tea time. We back. FCFC pod. Tea time with Dweez. I just wanted to say... Uh, happy Chusok? Chusok. Chusok. Uh, we are here gathering on the Harvest Moon evening, the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival. Shout out to all my cats with the moon cakes out there. Eat those cakes. Watch that moon. We talked, uh, Slim brought out his crystals earlier, and we were talking all about, uh, you know, energy, and he said he was making sure his water is nice and charged up before he goes to sleep tonight. And so if you guys wanted to get into in close with Slim at these heart, just remember that he's a... Sagittarius, and he uh, is a rising moon south south wind. So we're drinking Kyo Park uh, you asked me tea what time. Tonight. I was born, I will throw my food in your face. We're, we're drinking Kyo Park, uh, local tea head, Korean tea head, uh, who also fucks with the incense. We're going we're gonna to get more into that bag later. But Josh Spice, Sexy Spice, has brought us our first ever Korean, and I have to say, is you know, it's a Korean tisane. Technically, it's not a tea because it's a it's a lotus leaf. So this is just lotus leaves. It's not. A, it's a herbal tea. So there's no caffeine in this guy. It's got some flavored water. We we have some flavored water. Yes. Um, no. You know, English falls short when it comes to the word tea because you know you can throw anything in and then it would be technically tea. Like we could take some basil leaves and put it in water and you could call it basil tea. But uh, to be tea. Like the tea that gives you that has caffeine, you, it has to be a specific plant. So just 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 trying to school my people out there. But we got this I don't, I don't, lotus leaf yeah. tea for our so does he hate your celebration? Present? No, no, no. I just want to make it clear what we were present. drinking. <laughs> I love your present. It sounds like he hates your present. On the contrary, I think 
this might be the best tea we've ever had. I mean, so I'll call me a homer. Oh, okay. Welcome to tea time. The t- tea. You just disrespected all your teas? T- uh, tasting notes. Over some tea that's not even tea. Tasting Wait. notes, floral, smooth, crisp. I think all those things are true. And guess what, Josh? I'm a peacemaker. That's so. Sue. Come on, stop with that. <laughs> so I just want to say that. Uh, yeah, me with that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive further into this bag, but we're gonna, in the meantime, let's just get let's get a little let's get a little different here. Let's talk about some uh, some moons, some changing seasons. Yeah. Tomorrow's the last day of summer. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk about some energy. We're gonna talk about healing uh, our chakras, and we're gonna Brace let yourselves, slim. guys. Jupiter's in Gatorade, <laughs> and things are gonna get tough. Okay. Jupiter's in Gatorade. Electrolyte up. <laughs> Jupiter's in Gatorade. Wait, we have okay to to take over for a quick sec. We okay, Casey, please unwrap the nice pretty bow next to you on your left. We have to eat this Songpyeon. It's a Chuseok favorite. This is essentially Autumn Moon Festival for Koreans here. Korean Thanksgiving here. It's this Korean rice cake. We have to eat it because there's too much of it to eat alone. Ooh. Shout out Lucky Rice Cake right there on Western and like first area, well. but that's uh, no, lucky yeah. rice cake. Lucky rice cake for all your r- rice cake catering needs. That's all. Eat. Uh, Everybody eat. No Korean holiday Ooh, treats are being so distributed pretty. around the table. We with we wish you uh, happy. You know, by the time you listen to this, who knows what what month it'll be? It might be November, it might be December. <laughs> the Halloween. holidays, the holidays are just around the corner, and we're hoping, oh, we hope you're welcoming them in the way we are. No, um, we're just you know so happy to be here. We're with Casey. And Sue, we're drinking some tea, we've had some wine, we've had some whiskey, and, you know, I just wanted to say that, like, you know, I put Sue and, Sue and Casey on the spot earlier with uh, my, my questions about, like, what would be most challenging for them, but um, Josh and Sam and I are also recording our, like, starting of the next hundred episodes of FCFC, and I wanted to flip the script and put it on them, like, what is the most challenging thing for you guys as humans right now, just in general? What is just what's just hard for you these days, Josh? What are you working on, uh, on yourself, trying to be a better Josh? I'm trying to read more. It's not going very well. Um, Audiobooks, right? Isn't that the secret? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, I'm 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 in the middle of Viet Win's um, sympathizer. Sympathizer right now. Ooh. Yeah, and it's um, I'm really just excited to get back to dive back into it, but. Yeah, reading is hard. Reading is hard. That's all I gotta say. True. Sam, Sam, what 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 do you, what's hard for you, bro? Is it the crystal? Is it the cleaning of the crystals, or is it the praying to the? Sometimes I feel like my sage doesn't burn hot <laughs> enough, and it's not killing all the bad energy around me. But um, no, uh, right now, creep myself, <laughs> Slippy, uh, our, our boy Henry, Bernie, Bernie. And um, Zazu are doing a weight loss challenge. Henry's in this. Yeah, You're losing. No, no, no. But I, the thing with Henry is, is I feel like he bikes all the time, anyways, and he's just a forever thicky. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he's just like you know he's he's in shape, but like it's a rounder shape. Um, then we so have. Is there, is there only one it. winner? Like describe the yeah. parameters yeah, of the challenge. And it's not. It's really just for pride and to be able to talk shit. It's like a twenty dollar buy. Yeah, it's right? only twenty dollars each. Okay. So the winner will get like a hundred bucks. Um, Which they'll buy Yoshino your fried chicken with. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the most part, most of the people that I'm competing with don't have any self control. So like, <laughs> I'm good. Except like, there's there's people that are psychos like creep who like. You know, or just psychos, so they might just get real determined. Like they might do whatever it takes. 
Yeah, bad. yeah, he's he lost seven pounds and has fifty bitcoins. Fucking lying piece of shit. <laughs> they, they might just carve out part of their torso to make it happen. Like that's the kind of stuff we're talking about here. Um, I, I taught myself how to do uh do the jump rope, like the way the boxers do. Um, t- took a week, guys. It was, you know, I'm running in place, looking kind of stupid in my garage. But you learned it. It takes a week. That's it. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm coordinated and shit. You know, fat boy dances and shit. You know yeah, what I mean? You're right. You're right. <laughs> we haven't seen Jelly Slim in a while. Bobby. You know, I, I'm gonna be honest. I I've been drunk maybe once in the last year. I know which day that was too. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. So let's also talk about this uh, other challenge that you and Sujin on are on, which is a no drinking. Well, no, October, I'm doing no sober drinking? September. Sober September. Are you on? I, I just cut out alcohol because because of the drinking yeah. or because of the weight loss thing. But I haven't, to be honest, since like the whole COVID thing, like I haven't really been drinking that much in general. It's hard to hit the sauce like we used to hit the sauce. Yeah, and it's kind of it all. It is, it's it all about. Is. Like, what type of drinker you are. The, there's the escapism drinker who's just like, oh, I don't like my reality, so I'm going to drink. And you know what I mean? Or there's so just like the, the, every the, the chill <laughs> drinker who just has to have a little something, something with their, their meal or whatever. Um, I drink to turn up, mm-hmm. and there wasn't anywhere to turn up for a while. And now that there are places that you could turn up, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I like people that much anymore because solitude was kind of dope this past year. But um, so that's another challenging thing too is trying to figure out how to be social again, and I'm sure a lot of people are going through that right now. But uh, yeah. we don't know how to treat each other. Oh yeah, people suck nowadays. Like customer service at anywhere has it is at an all time low. Um, yeah, people just forgot how to people. For the Panda Express fucking drive through employee that treated Sachi like shit, it's fucking on site. I yeah, hope you fuck fucking that. choke on a broccoli and a broccoli and beef, you little cocksucker. Hey, Sue, what, how has Septem- Sober September been? Is it your first Sober September? Might you uh, give us some insight into what that's been like for you? Um, like, so August, I turned up. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Atlanta, had a great old time. Um, I am one of those people that when it comes to my birthdays, it's like a whole month celebration. It really doesn't help that I have a lot of friends whose birthdays are also in August, so it's like one celebration after another. Um... But as I get older, it's just harder <laughs> to recover from. And I just feel like, I was like, you know, sober September, let's do it. Um, also because, like, Halloween, I, I kind of want to turn up. So So you're going <laughs> to ramp, ramp back up. But I feel like one drink and I'll probably just feel it. So my tolerance is super low, I'm assuming. But I really like the sober September. Like, I don't think I've ever had an issue with alcohol, but just, I don't know. It's like that detox just feels really good. I feel very clear-headed, and it's nice. I mean, I've been to, like, a couple social places that usually, like, alcohol revolves around, like, people being social, but I've been pretty good about it. Don't need alcohol to socialize. Are you a mocktail kind of person, or do you are you just good with the water or mocktail. soda? <laughs> mocktails are delicious. Mocktail. By the way. Mocktails are incredible. Uh, they're really nice. Like some people make really good mocktails. Uh, shout out to Drew Medina. Hey. Went, visited him at his new workplace, and he made me a mocktail that. Where's he at now? Um, it's called Wabi in. Wabi. In like Santa Monica, Venice, that area. Man. Where are all the Drew Medina heads at right now? Go go to Wabi in Santa Monica. Oh, they have really good sushi and like amazing drinks. Like that's what they're known for. But Wabi. again, haven't had a drink yet. So, but <laughs> thing is, like, I'm one of those people that 
I like trying cocktails because they're so pretty. <laughs> 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 um, and it's just, I just think, like, being a bartender is, like, it's so cool to watch somebody create. Like, I just, when it comes to creators, like, have, have a very deep Most appreciation. Most bartenders do look cool. Not you, Farpy. You look stupid. I miss you. <laughs> I think Farpy looks really cool. No, but That's then... <laughs> You don't know Farfi that well. <laughs> but I feel like there's also an art to it, right? Like, there are some people that are really good at making drinks, and they can be creative with it, so. so can you talk to me about your dream <laughs> Halloween reawakening for when you're going to get lit? Like, what what is the dream scenario here? Are you at Horror Nights? But is that in your mind? Are you at a fucking dope mansion party? Are you I at think the gothic castle? I think what he's asking is, mo- is also, like, what are you carrot-sticking, you know? What are you dangling out in front of yourself when it, times get hard right now to be like, oh, but, like, if I can make it through, I get to have X reward? Well, like, October 1st, I'm going for champagne and oysters. <laughs> so that's <laughs> the character. I don't know. I just, I just got to... Join Sujin on October 1st. Champagne and oysters. Um, no, but I just... Um, I think as you get older, it's just good to kind of pace um, yourself. Um, and alcohol is not... Not the, we don't all need it, <laughs> right? I'll tell you, I'll tell you. What's the best, Casey, what's your best Halloween, adult Halloween? Like, is it a house party? Is it a fucking haunted house? Halloween is kind of a newer thing for me. And oh. I want to have a great time. Oh. Oh, what I do feel you mean like you're just trying to, to like fish for an invite to go somewhere. Wait, uh, what do well, you mean? If that includes this group right here at this table, then so be it. But. No, um, I just think uh, we have a friend that throws really killer Halloween parties. So. Um, I would like an invite so I can redeem myself for not oh, showing yeah, up last yeah, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't show up last time, so you've been disinvited from they any future. They won't. Yeah, they won't invite me because I accidentally overslept last time. And he didn't make it. I wait, didn't make it. Wait, wait, wait. To a night Halloween? Back up. I'm new to Halloween? What does that mean? <laughs> when you grow up in the church, you, you don't really get yeah. to... Halloween is the devil's yeah, this thing. Yeah, it's the devil's holiday. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. So in college as well, you never I mean, we dabbled did, in... You never like dabbled in a costume or two? So, so unique Shoot. to college, right? It's Korean like church, like Pokemon was like evil. Shout so out, I out the demons in the Pokemon. And I'm pretty sure it's the same everywhere, like for you guys too. On Halloween night, they call it Hallelujah night. They oh, yeah. have like a little <laughs> yeah, mini carnival Halloween. at the church. Yeah, so you would like pass out I knew, your candies. You know, because I knew it was a Korean holiday. I knew I was gonna have a Korean experience tonight. I didn't expect this Korean experience. Yes, Hallelujah and night. Hallelujah oh my night. God, Hallelujah you know night. About, shout out my church. We still do Hallelujah night. Hey, <laughs> all the I, I guarantee all the churches still do Hallelujah night. But shout out my uh, my high school church, which is we did Holy Win. <laughs> <laughs> Holy win, like Halloween. Oh, Halloween. That's nice. That's terrible. You know what's, you know what, and this is coming from a a place of love, I think, or maybe self hatred. But it's like, it's like we wouldn't play any secular music, we would say, Mm. but we play all K pop because, like, it's cultural and it's deeper than fucking all this religion shit. And so we play some wild fucking K pop music that's like all fucking like twerking and gyrating, but still not on the WAP level. That you saw in the There's nothing videos. coming from Korea that's on the WAP level. That's true. That's true. That's true. Ever. But that's it's it's a, it's an interesting look at my psyche. That's all I'll say. So you learn something new, Dweez. <sighs> what I do you think a of Hallelujah? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think that the more you can get puns 
in on a church marquee. Koreans <laughs> love puns. We really do. Love puns. If you get Shout out Jeremy. You're fucking annoying. If you get those, you know, s- scooted in there on the church marquee and, like, get people driving by and uh, enjoying that, I mean, I think that's just spreading the love of the dismantling and re-putting together of language, and I'm all about it. I it's think poetry. I heard Jeremy call himself Martin Luther Kim on a couple different times. Yeah. Yep, okay, all right. Jeremy, we love you. Problematic, but we love you. <laughs> he's called himself the forefather. Yeah, he's still, he's still the forefather of TSG, apparently. Well, I want to say that this lotus leaf tea is it's it's good, man. I feel Thank pretty drinking it. Yeah, I feel I, I feel, feel relaxed. Pretty drinking yeah, it? I feel relaxed drinking it. I don't feel like it's gonna turn me up for my uh, holy holy ween. No, what was the second one, Josh? Holy ween. Holy ween. Holy ween. Yeah, I said it right. I said holy it right. Holy ween. Holy. <laughs> and also Almost these these rice cakes, mm-hmm. rice balls, rice cakes, rice cakes are phenomenal. Um, what's inside? Black bean. Oh, on both, like on both of them? Sesame. 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 it. That's why. I saw what it looked like. Shut up, man. I'm <laughs> on a weight loss challenge. The presentation was really pretty. Uh, that's why I don't have... If I didn't talk that much today, it's because I don't have any more energy, guys. Presentation <laughs> is excellent. Um, it's the type of thing that I would put on my recommendations if mm. I uh, was, was, was to do that. But, yes, Sue and Casey, we forgot to tell you, we do a recommendation segment at the end of the podcast. So if you have... A recommendation for something to watch, listen to, I don't know, do, go, place to go, something not to do. We've had a good, we've had some good not to do's uh, recently, and so I just wanted to uh, have Slim kick off the recommendations this week. FCFC recommends. And we'll All right, pass guys. it to you guys shortly. I don't so. know if you know this about me, but I've recently become a blink. <laughs> if you don't know what the fuck that is, Google it. And, uh... The homegirl Lisa just came out with her new single called La, La Lisa. Oh <laughs> I I really didn't have one. I didn't think we were doing recommendations today, but uh, yeah, La Lisa by Lisa. Um, if you're looking for a new K drama, there's one called DP that's out. Another one that's going viral these days that I haven't watched yet is a uh, Squid Game. Um, yeah. Hometown Cha Cha Cha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I started that one, too. I think I've been watching too much Korean stuff lately. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you guys are looking for uh, for something different to watch, and you're okay with subtitles, and even if you're not, expand your horizons and shit, motherfuckers. Um, yeah, check those out. But what about the crystals? You're not going <laughs> to... With the stones? Hey, if you charge crystals for your water before you go to bed at night, don't talk to me. Please, please DM Sam. Jupiter Gatorade. Ask Jupiter him what Gatorade, time he baby. was born. Jupiter's in Gatorade right now. All day, every day. Them rings are crooked. Spice, do you got any recommendations for the people? I said rings are crooked like I was talking about Saturn, though. Nobody caught that face. <laughs> That's some you planetary love jokes. You love it. Slim's got planetary jokes, and I love it. I'm going to get real, real, uh, real about this. It's been a long time coming, guys. But I have my first Lord of the Rings recommendation <laughs> oh for y'all. God. Oh, my God. The YouTube channel is called oh no. Nerd of the Rings. <laughs> it's incredible. Okay. Look up Morgoth, formerly known as Dark Lord Melkor. <laughs> what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Part ones, twos, and three, because it's worth the entire watch. What is it? It just talks about the lore of Lord of the Rings. The history behind it. Oh, and also, this is also a nerdy one. 
Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought this was recommendation. I thought it was a safe space. Well, this is a safe space. Recommendations is is the only safe space. That's true. My bad. My bad. Get your loader off. Actually, they're all safe. The next one is. It's called Untangling God of War. It's a YouTube video. Video. Um, the, the game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It talks oh about the newest God of... Uh, there was a new trailer for God of War, the Ragnarok one, but this one is the one before it. Talk, it's possibly the greatest YouTube video I've ever seen in my life. Untangling God of War. You're going to fucking love it. Oh, my God. And uh, for the gamers out there, Diablo 2 Remastered is coming out, so if you're going to play... Yeah, don't fucking act like you don't play this shit. Like Diablo 2, that's some real nerd shit. If, hey, if, I, if I'm not careful right now with it's these remastered. guys on... If, if I'm not careful with these guys on their YouTube recommendations, this pod's going to turn into Oops All recommendations, like Oops All Berries when the Captain Crunch cereal comes out with that shit. All right. Sue, <laughs> Sue, hit him with the rec. You got a recommendation for the I people? I actually do. Um, so I just... I just started getting into Final Space. I did not know that FCFC's own Benny Blanco, like, he directs some of those episodes, right? Yeah, like, that's writes, his show? Yeah, well, so, yeah, he, he, yes, he writes some episodes, he directs, and he's, I think he was a senior director, I don't know, I don't know all these positions, yeah, names, but yes, that. Benny Blanco is heavily but involved. I just Shout got into Blanco. that show, and then there's, I guess, season three just wrapped up. And then I just heard it's it's over now. Yeah, but the fa- it sounds like the fans are going to stage a revolt. Who knows? We might see more final. Yeah, Space and soon. I didn't know there were so many fans of that show that like I know of. So I hope we get some type of resolution because that made me really sad. Anyways, so, so so watch Final Space and sign the petitions. Yes, yeah, so it's saying? it's on HBO Max. <laughs> um, and another show I would watch on HBO Max is called White Lotus. Uh. <laughs> it's actually really funny. Um. But yeah, those are my two recommendations. One animated and one situational drama. I, I like guess. that. I like yeah. I like I like the way this was put together. Yeah. For us. Casey, do you have any recommendations for people to you know, you've been traveling a lot. I feel like you've probably had a lot of time on airplanes to listen and watch things. Uh, I'm gonna do an anti recommendation. Yeah. I don't know when this is coming out. <laughs> yes. But I just got back from Austin and Portland and all I have to say is fuck Whataburger. That is the yes. most overhyped, overglorified McDonald's I've green. ever tried. <laughs> Don't get does not endorse any anti-hatred right here. We'll what take any Whataburger is like in. orange, though, right? Waterburger. Waterburger is orange. It's like is that Walbert? Mark Walbert? No, 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 no. no. That's different. That's it's, actually it's good. It's their yeah, equivalent. Is, of it's like, like Texas's equivalent of In-N-Out. So every Texan I've met has said like, "Oh, Waterburger is so much better than In-N-Out." No, it's not. Y'all are fucking terrible. That's just a overhyped McDonald's. Heard of it. It's gross. Is it new? No, it's no. it's an it's, it's like a, a thing. Texas it's terrible. institution. It's what have you ordered from Waterburger? Though? It's Baker's. I Texas. figured. I figured if I'm gonna make the the comparison to In-N-Out, I normally get a double double. So let me get a double cheeseburger from Waterburger. Sure. Glorified McDonald's. So like, if you're Miss you know you know when you're drunk. <laughs> Like, food tastes good regardless, right? No, what a burger. It did not taste good when I was drunk. Wow. And that is a That's big, big thing for me. If the burger does not taste good when you're drunk... When does it taste good? It means it's not good. <laughs> then it never tastes good. They have really good ketchup, and that's about it. Their ketchup is the only thing that's... Yeah, their menu is so much more superior than In-N-Out as far as options go and... Yeah. Like, sauces for, like, dipping and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're just going purely on... Burger. Burger, um, Whataburger is terrible. So basically, go get any other burger and then go and take all their sauces. If if you're in Austin, 
uh, go to P. Terry's. That's a good burger spot. P. Terry. Shout out to P. Shout out to Terry. We've never had an anti-rec. I'm kind of thrown. We've had it. We've had anti-rex before. Great. We've had all sorts of people say, "Don't do this. Don't do that." I cannot. You remember. said it all the time about <laughs> all the things but that I love. recommendation: <laughs> Don't be on your phone in the north end. No, oh, that's a big one. Oh, that's a big disclaimer. Can I, can I get? Can I get? Oh no. No, I wanted to kind of uh, talk about my own experience with that, which was I invited a friend. You know, I, here's Dewey's fresh off his summer of meandering through. He's in love through uh, Casey's old neighborhoods in Japan, and I come back, and I invited a friend to the game, you know, and I just forgot, you know, I forgot the golden rule, and my friend was over on the phone, and I was, like, singing and dancing and having my, my own time on the rails, and I look over, and Josh has the, like, he's, like, looking at me, he's, like, grabbing my shirt, he's, like... <laughs> Get your friend off his phone. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Stop, I was like, whoa. I, I thought I, I didn't know what I had gotten, you know, what had happened. But anyways, I told my friend he was, you know, quite uh, quite terrified as well. And so we, we resolved that. But, yeah, avoid your phones and tell your friends. I guess my, my point here is if you bring your friends, remind them also not to use their phones because it might not be second nature to those who are coming from the, from the outside world. Yeah, we right. often forget how new this is to a lot of people, right? They're just in shock. Because I brought a coworker one time, and she was just like, this is crazy. Yeah, I think it's only natural. I mean, we live in a world where anytime something's crazy, people whip out their phones. Yeah. So it's, uh, it makes sense that someone would do that. But if you, all I would have had to say in the beginning with my friend, I could have just been like, yo, we don't really use our cell phones around here. Have a good time. See you after the match. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Post your shit later. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, lesson learned. I'm still learning lessons five years in. Tell you what. Can I give you guys my recommendation? Yes, please. No. You cheated. Okay. That's two now. What? I didn't have a recommendation. What was, what was mine? No, no phones. That was his recommendation. <laughs> Josh, you're not even speaking into the mic. The people can barely hear you. You sound like you're on the other side of the room. They're going to be listening to this podcast. Like, what happened to Josh? Did he get banished to the corner? I'm never banished. Maybe Nerd of the Rings, maybe one, <laughs> four, <laughs> episodes one through three. It's incredible. So my recommendation is a little bit different. Uh, my recommendation is anger. I recommend uh, anger in your life more. No, fuck <laughs> so hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Um, so as a person who like feels like they went on a journey from dark dweez to like whatever dweez I was in uh, to now whatever dweez I'm currently in. I thought, like, you know, I was over anger, sort of. I was like, I'm not going to really get mad about, like, little things that happen. You know, someone cuts you off in traffic, these sort of things. It doesn't really bother me. And I think people used to tell me, like, wow, like, you do, it's like you never get angry, you know? And I thought that that was a good thing. But only recently did I realize that, like, actually it's all still <coughs> sitting at the base of my character, ready to be kicked up like, you know, fucking a demon in the dirt, ready to destroy me. So I just want to say, if you got a little anger, just, uh, you know, step into that anger, feel that anger, sit in that hot tub of anger, and just let it, uh, let it out. I will take recommendations. I will ask for recommendations from all those listening. If you guys got good ideas for how Dweez can take out his anger, I'd like to do it. Because uh, in the past, breaking, you know, electronics and those sort of things uh, has been successful. But that was years and years ago, and I haven't... You know, I'm not, uh, you know, I get it. Some people go shooting at the shooting range or fight in the gym. And, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, what is a good slow way to to get the anger out? Because I feel like a fast, quick thing isn't really going to do it. I so. think you just have to feel it, though. 
I know, but I want to like also like <coughs> I think physically do something. With I think it. as Koreans, like we we have like the culture of suppressing our emotions, right? And then me as a woman growing up, it's like you can't be angry. So like I internalized a lot. So when I get angry, I would like cry because I'd be so angry. And I saw this meme. It's like women when they get angry and cry, it's because like they they can't kill you, right? Like mm. that's the anger that they're suppressing. So I think it's really important to just feel it. I know it's like easier said than done. I've been in this anger pit for three weeks, though. <coughs> how can I do? How long does I have to feel it for? As long as it takes. But like, what is the root of that anger? How long do we got on the pod, boys and girls? I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I just need to feel it. It's good advice. I sometimes you just have to scream it out. I'll try some screaming. Be, be water, my Water. That's, see, that's what I felt like before I realized it was important to be angry. It is important. Anger? I mean, right? So this is my point. Before anger. I was like, oh, you can just like... No, don't you let just, it... You can be you water you around it. No, too? you don't Ooh, let it water go. Water gets rough, too. Say it in the mic, Slim. Water gets rough, too. <laughs> like, anger, to me, it's like a secondary emotion. And, like, sometimes Ooh. anger is there to protect you. Secondary? So. Casey, you, you picked the vice president that we all need. <laughs> Sue, can you be my vice president of just my mind, <laughs> my life? I'm here whenever you need counsel, right? Oh, God. Love these guys. So happy to have them on the pod. Casey and Sue, helping us with our emotions, helping us with our recommendations, helping us turn the North End into a world-class <laughs> supporter institution. <laughs> institution? I don't know. I don't oh know, guys. God. Obviously, I'm over That's here. That's a good turn. I'm over, I'm over here. <laughs> I'm over here drinking lotus leaf. You can't, I, I'm it's not used to it. It's too zen. I know it's, it's like. No, it's, you actually need caffeine. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. I need to, yeah, I need to be evened out here. So Stop I Stop knocking my tea, bro. <laughs> Well, according to Louise, it's not tea. <laughs> Fuck you, well, it's, it's actually It's actually not tea, <laughs> but, it is, but it is lotus. It's it's, it's actually dollars, okay? okay. Okay, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna fuck if we're gonna it's technically a tisane. Okay, a tisane. Nobody knows what the fuck it's a tisane. It's a pretty word, tisane. It's a tisane. It's a taint of teas, bro. It's like a chamomile. Chamomile and water is not chamomile tea. It's it's technically a tisane. I just feel like I'm gonna get a really nice sleep That's today. That's what I'm saying. I know. I think it's great. Hey, did I say it was bad? No, <laughs> you didn't say it was great either. I until just did it now. I just, I just am unable. See, look, this is my anger coming out. Josh, fuck you. <laughs> but you have to look. Let I'm that not gonna out. back let down. Let that out. Like you just have See, to. See, fucking sucks. <laughs> And on that note, this has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. (laughs) Fuck to saying, y'all know what it is. Have a good night. Fuck to saying, keep your keep your moon rocks close. Charge those Uh, rocks. Good night, everybody. FCFC. FC FC. FCFC. FC FC. FCFC. FC FC. 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 FC FC.